Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series Sexy Saturday and talk about Kat Beckinsale. And interestingly, Kat Beckinsale, among the 20-something Sexy Saturdays that we've done, is actually one of the ones that's had the most illustrative career. Some of them (laughs) maybe haven't been known for acting or haven't acted too much or most of their work maybe early on was in movies and then the television, like Gabrielle Anwar. But Kat Beckinsale is an outright actress on her own. Now, she is older than I think because she's 49, because she looks really good for her age. And I know women hate to hear that when they're older. They, you look great for your age. You're like, you should say I look great. Well, you might look great, but you probably don't look as good as when you look when you were 26. So, I mean, understand that like, when men say you look great for your age, they're not being offensive. It's a compliment because most women who are 49 don't look like Kate Beckinsale. Either way, I remember, if you don't know, she's British. She's British. I remember she caught my eye early, early on. And if you want to know how much plastic surgery Beckinsale has had, go watch. And I might do a future movies I love on, and I've mentioned this movie many times, Much Ado About Nothing. I mentioned in the episode on Kenneth Branagh having an affair behind his wife Emma Thompson's back with Helena Bonham Carter which happened a couple years later than Much Ado, because in Much Ado, Emma Thompson and, and Brana are still married. But in this movie, she plays Hero. So if you guys know the play relatively well, it's this series of confusions, and Hero is, is supposed to be virtuous, and she's about to bear, marry the guy from House, Robert Sean Leonard, the guy that was in Dead Poet Society. But because of the shenanigans of Keanu Reeves' as Don, Don Juan, they make him believe that she's a horror. And so after that, it's all like, oh, let's, it's like a, it's like an episode of, of Three's Company. You know, they got to figure it all out. But anyway, so she's, she's the, the girl hero. And you can recognize her if you go back and watch the movie. But clearly, clearly she's had some work done. She's, she's cute in the movie, but she doesn't look anything the way she looks now. Either way, she's in that great movie, and it's, it's a great movie if you just want to feel good about the world. Her next big movie, and, and these are not necessarily big. They're kind of indie big or maybe big in England. She does Cold Comfort Farm in 1995. That was a BBC movie, and she had the lead already in 1995. And in 1995, she's 21. So things are working up in the world for her. In 1996, she does her version of Emma, which is, of course, our girl Jane Austen. And that's a BBC adaptation. The next time I remember seeing her is in the last days of disco. Back in college, I was kind of a big fan of Whit Stillman. Whit Stillman's probably most famous for Barcelona in the last days of disco. And he's kind of kind of like you would say Upper East Side, New York kind of writer. Like a Noah Baumbach before Baumbach was Baumbach. So this movie takes place in in the last days of disco in the late 70s, and it stars her and Chloe Sevigny. Both of them are very young. 
and then just meeting a bunch of guys at di- different disco things. And spoiler alert, I think I can't remember, but I think it's Chloe Sevigny ends up getting AIDS at the end of it. But it's one of those talky talks. Uh, what it broke down Palace is 1999. Now she's doing more mainstream stuff. This is a movie with Claire Danes and her and Bill Pullman and their two American friends who get in prison in Thailand for allegedly drug smuggling. Then she does period movie, The Golden Bowl. I remember that this is a James Ivory from Merchant Ivory fame. And this movie, it has her in it and also has Uma Thurman. So she did, she's capable, obviously, of doing the period movies. Then her big, big break where most people would recognize her is in Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is a flawed movie, but let me tell you, this is like peak, peak back in sale. And I should mention, like, why do I like her? I think she's she's not sexy, but she can be sexy, but she just has a pretty face. I mean, she's pretty face. In this movie, she's got long hair, a lithe figure, slender figure, and she's just very beautiful. She's a beautiful, very beautiful woman. And I mean, on, on the sex spectrum, she maybe is a little veering to the right of what I like in a woman uh, in terms of she can be a little overtly sexy, but that's not saying a lot because most men like very sexy women and I just like my, my girl's cute. But in Pearl Harbor, she's gorgeous. Of course, this is the Michael Bay movie that takes place in, with, uh, in Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck and Josh Hart. Uh, Josh Hart and I just kind of disappeared from acting completely. But she plays the woman who sleeps with both of them who are best friends. Oh, women. 2001, she does a classic serendipity. This is a movie with John Cusack. It's kind of like a serendipitous movie. It's a rom-com. 2002, she does Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon's ensemble work with Christian Bale and Frances McDormand and other people in it. Then in 2003, she starts the Underworld series, which is very successful for her. She does tons of these movies. And it's directed by Len Weissman, who she eventually ends up with. It's potentially vampires. You know, I think I saw maybe one of these. It's vampires versus lichens and blah, blah. Who cares? 2004, she does Van Helsing. This is Hugh Jackman's movie where I don't know if she's essentially playing the same role that she was playing in, in Underworld. No, I don't think so. I think it's different characters. 2004, she does have a little role in The Aviator. She plays Ava Gardner. That's the DiCaprio movie about Howard Hughes. 2006, she does Underworld Evolution. 2006, she does Click. She's the wife of Adam Sandler. This is the one where he has the remote control and he can go back in time and redo things. She looks very beautiful in this movie too. 2000. Then she kind of goes through a lull, 2007, 2008, nothing that's like really worth noticing. Then 2009, she does Underworld again. Again, she really goes back to Underworld once she needs to. Then 2011, she does Underworld again, Endless War. 2012, Underworld Awakening. She's in the Total Recall, Colin Farrell reboot in 2012 as Lori. I think that's his wife, if I'm not mistaken. And then after that, she she slowly starts to just take a break. I to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. After that, her peak of getting roles starts to disappear. She does return and does some of the the British period stuff. She does Love and Friendship in 2016. That's another Whit Stillman movie that they bring her back. And it's based on a John a Jane Austen small novel called Lady Susan. And I do remember seeing that in the theaters with my mother because my mother and I are big British period movies and we missed the peak Merchant Ivory movies of the late 80s and 90s. And then not surprisingly, she does Underworld Blood Wars. I mean, that's what, five of these movies that she's done? Five, yeah, she does five underworlds. I had no idea that there that there were so many. It's like, come on, come on, don't do it anymore. But since then, nothing really big, nothing that's not that famous, nothing that's worth talking about. And she's kind of been, you know, given that she's in her late 40s, uh, she just pretty much has, has been sent out to pasture. Now, in terms of her personal life, she was with Michael Sheen. So Michael Sheen, if you see his face, you would recognize him. Probably for some people, he's most famous for being in Masters of Sex, the Showtime show where he plays Johnson, uh, the, the, the sex expert. Some people, I think the majority of people will probably recognize him from Twilight. In Twilight, he plays the head of the Volturi. So you might recognize him in that movie as well. And also, he did do some of the Underworld movies. Now, she was with Sheen for quite some time, about eight years. And they have a child together. And then they broke up in 2003, around the same time that she got with the director of Underworld, the first director the first uh, edition, that's Len Weissman, and he's done some other movies like Live Free or Die Hard, and he did the Total Recall reboot. And they were together for quite some time until he divorced her in 2016. That's a rarity, because again, women initiate divorce 70% of the time and 90% when they're college educated. So he divorced her in 2016. And then there was a time when Pete Davidson was making his wily moves was uh, dating Beckinsale in 2019. And at that point, she would have been 45. And since then, she was dating another young guy. I can't remember who it was. So she she's known to have a penchant for dating much younger guys. Maybe it keeps her keeps her young. You know, there's, a, there's that 
kind of belief that uh was it like people who have the blood of young people injected into their veins think they're going to stay younger maybe she's one of those uh on other side notes she doesn't drink she's never even been drunk she's never taken drugs she's taken, said this on record she's never had a one night stand so apparently she seems to be uh, a good girl so to speak a limited amount of lovers so that's something to say and look, in short, I think Beckinsale at her peak was was very beautiful and decent actress. She could pull the, the period movies decently well and do some rom-coms. Uh, but you would think that maybe she could have had a better career had she starting maybe with the one Underworld. Look, I get it. Underworld makes, makes the money and she's dating the director, so she's probably doing the director solid. But I think it did distract her in, in the... In the in that time period, in the in the mid early two thousand teens, where she could have been diversifying and doing more dramas, doing more period movies, and doing things that she's successful at, instead of doing five or six of these these franchise movies. And now at this point, I mean, I I think she's still a good enough actress where she definitely could be doing some Netflix or some HBO serial dramas. She definitely has name recognition and. Who knows? Perhaps she'll do that. She will no doubt age well. She hasn't seemed to have done too much bad plastic surgery or any plastic surgery at all, aside from the big one she did when she was younger. So I, I definitely think she will continue acting uh, because she's has enough talent to at least be a television actor and she should be able to age well. But uh, she definitely was a beauty in, uh, in, in her youth. Guys, I'll post a poll at the Cinema Rag Facebook group. There's a link in the episode notes. You let me know what you think of Kate Beckinsale. There's also a link for PayPal if you want to make a donation. There's also a link to the website that hosts all the Critical Gregorio feeds. And as always, please rate and review on Spotify if you are new to this or you have been too lazy to rate and review because it does help with the algorithm. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.